It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement vows that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deep, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. Or hard seltzer. Or hard seltzer. Yeah. I mean, those sure are the new things now. Right? And you know who drinks a lot of hard seltzers? Mrs. Drum. No. These high school and college kids that had a big party in my area that led to a lot of people getting covid there was definitely someone there uh, that was a super spreader. I'm, I'm sorry, a, a what? A super spreader. You know it, like the person who goes to the party that shouldn't been, that's almost going to get sick, and then either makes out with a lot of people or is playing flip cup and they're sharing drinks. And then all of a sudden, now my kids may not go to school because there was a huge party and a soccer coach who ruined it for everyone and had the number spike. Do they still do like seven minutes in heaven? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, do you, you remember that? Like, you, you'd play the game and you'd sit there and then they'd, you'd be in a room full of people and they'd be like, all right, you two have to go in the closet in seven minutes to heaven and you'd spend five minutes being like, hey, this is really weird. Like, you know, you yeah. spend two minutes trying to figure out how to actually do your first kiss. It, uh, yeah. I mean, the best one ever was in Teen Wolf. I don't know if I remember that. Oh, yeah. He like tore her shirt off because the wolf was coming out of oh, him. Oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like, uh, four minutes before the kids come in. <laughs> right. But we had a super spreader in my town. And I'm not mad at the super spreader, right? Like, I think it was a poor decision making. But today we're going to talk about the original, the most famous super spreader ever. Typhoid Mary. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Typhoid Mary is a term used to discuss a woman named uh, Mary Mallon, actually. And she was born uh, September 23rd. Uh, 1869. The tricky part here is this was before... So there's a good chance she's not listening. <laughs> she is not listening at this point. Perfect. No. Uh, so she got famous for one uh, infection, but she actually uh, died of pneumonia, as crazy as that sounds. And so she um, is the original super spreader. Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mary Mallon was uh, born in Ireland, and around like 1415, she immigrated to Ireland... She immigrated to Ireland? Immigrated from Ireland to the United States, and she was a cook. So her uh, grandparents taught her to cook, and she learned how to cook. And actually, as a cook, as opposed to someone who came over that would like help clean or do other things, she made more as a cook, and she was a good cook. Oh. And so the story is... And she was from Ireland. She was from Ireland. And she was a good cook? Ha <laughs> right. that, that is That is the rumor. That is the rumor. And so she got a job on, on Oyster Nobody Bay. Nobody questions that, but they question the Bible like every day. I don't know. <laughs> this girl came over from Ireland. She was a good cook. That is true. That is true. <laughs> well, Typhoid Mary, by chance, was a super spreader who was asymptomatic and had salmonella typhi. Salmonella typhi. Or what we call typhoid fever. So 
how do you get salmonella typhi? Because norm, that's normally bacterial, right? Salmonella is bacterial. Yeah, salmonella typhi is also bacterial. But you could spread a bacterial infection? Yes. Yeah, through the fecal oral route. I thought you could spread viral infections. Oh, you can spread a bacterial infection. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If you have MRSA, I sure don't want you rubbing that on my groin. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we don't want to shower together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've, we've stopped showering together since the uh, pandemic. Yes, that's true. But Because so, MRSA's big in, like, the athletic world, right? Like, guys yeah, lose yeah. toes over that and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But salmonella typhi is different than the salmonella you get at Chipotle. It is different than salmonella you get from, like, uncooked chicken. Okay. Um, it is to really don't sue us. typhoid fever. It actually happens quite a bit in, you know, non-Westernized countries. And there is a vaccine for it. So some people, if they're going to visit, you know, Southeast Asia or Africa, there are a lot of countries where you would get the typhoid vaccine prior to going. Okay. But typhoid fever is, causes, uh, I mean, fever, obviously oh, a sense. severe fever, but also muscle pain, vomiting, diarrhea, rash, fatigue. And you usually get it from food or hold contaminated on, hold water. On. Go through those symptoms again. Muscle pain. Check. Fever. No. Vomiting. No. Diarrhea. Uh, okay. <laughs> Rash. Maybe. And fatigue. Oof. Are yeah. you trying to diagnose How yourself you right so? now? I just checked up the... Well, the muscle fever is because I'm swole right now, right? Like, I'm like... Hey. You're something. You're yeah. something. All right. Well... <laughs> At one point, she started working in Oyster Bay at this, you know, beautiful house where she's cooking. And the daughter there got sick. The mother of the home got sick. And at this point, they had a uh, Department of Health sanitary engineer start because it was rich people that were getting sick. Yeah. And now they started doing an investigation. And this uh, famous guy, George Soper, when, so when we talk about like contact tracing and following back now. Georgie started it? Yeah. Or yeah. in the early 1900s was doing this for all these people that were getting sick. Because at this point, at least seven families, 22 people had been sick and one had died. And they all ate Mary's cooking. They all ate Mary's cooking. But it wasn't always from the cooking. Sometimes it was from the vegetables. Sometimes it was from the uncooked foods. But I don't know that Mary always realized that if she didn't wash her hands after going to the bathroom, no. that she could spread this bacteria. So the, the, the problem was, now George Soper found Mary. He okay. found Mary Mallon. I and, you know, found you. <laughs> and the best part was, uh, she did not believe him. Oh. He goes, hey, um, we think you're getting people sick. Can I get some blood and stool from you? And one of the rumors is one time he showed up with uh, two other people, and she came at him with a cleaver Ooh. and said, get away from me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was Irish. <laughs> she, she sure was Irish. The problem is typhoid fever can have the bacteria get into the stomach and can ulcerate through the small intestine. And then it perforates the small intestine and bacteria goes everywhere and you can become septic, septic. and that's oh, very that, bad. I knew that was what Yeah, you were yeah. Say. And so you know what she started to do? What? She, uh, uh... Wear gloves. She tried to hide. She tried to run away. Oh. And they got her and they caught her and she was actually quarantined on an island for three years. And she was treated very poorly. Actually, JAMA... The Journal of American Medical Association actually termed her Typhoid Mary. Okay. Said the most dangerous woman in the world. Hmm. And they locked her up for three years. And she promised that she would never cook again. Because this is before antibiotics. 
It makes me think of this song that's out right now. The la 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 la, la 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 la, lonely. I'm a lonely chick. Super lonely. Well, have you heard that? I have not. Yeah, she was super lonely. Yeah, I don't know that uh, quite that uh, that beat existed when uh, she was locked away. So yeah. she agrees to never cook again. Oh. And as she leaves, she goes to work for family. And she says, I'm not going to cook. But you get paid a lot more if you're the cook. Yeah. And so all of a sudden she, she decided, yeah, she was going to be the cook. And then they found her again at this point. Was she still after getting a while, people sick? Oh, yeah. People were still getting sick. She got so, uh, over 100 people sick. At this point, she changed her name to Mary Brown. After they quarantined her, she was still getting people sick. Does typhoid fever never go... Like, she's always a carrier? She was an asymptomatic spreader. They said over 120 times was either blood or stool taken from her to examine it, to make sure, to see if there was actually bacteria in there. Wow. Yeah. And uh, then after that, once I caught her a second time, she was then quarantined for 23 years until her death. Wow. So to those of you out there at the parties right now, uh, you know, it stinks we've been quarantined for three months, but Toy Floyd Mary got 23 years. Yeah. And the worst part is she died of pneumonia. Yeah, and I love what they say. You know, I heard a commercial uh, today and it said, you know, the best thing to do is practice, practice social distancing and if you can't, then wear a face covering. Yeah, yeah. You know who this is really a tough time for, they say in the world, is um, uh, prostitutes. And I think that there's another famous Mary who was a prostitute, or maybe a prostitute, or maybe just a really nice lady from the Bible. Uh, You had me up until you said that. What? Uh, The most famous prostitute from the Bible, Mary? Oh, well, there's, listen, Bathsheba is certainly right up there, but... um, and Delilah, but you're going to say Mary uh, Magdalene, whose scholars have hinted that she may have been a reformed prostitute. We talked about that story in one of our episodes where there was a, a woman of the streets, they said in the Bible, uh, who, who lavished uh, oil on Jesus' feet. Is that who you're referring to? Well, yeah. So, I mean, I've heard Mary Magdalene was Jesus's wife, Jesus's girlfriend. In the end, the sense I'm getting is that she was just like a groupie of Jesus who followed him around and gave him money and listened to whatever he said. She was one of many Mary. You know, there's a few Marys that uh, were very, uh, that were famous in the Bible, right? I mean, there's his mother, Mary, who's mentioned throughout many books of the Bible. There is uh, Mary Magdalene. And then there's uh, Mary, mother of James, who is talked about often as well. So, yeah. So, so and then uh, Mary of uh, Bethany, who was Martha's sister, Martha and Lazarus's sister, who, you know, when Jesus uh, came and, and raised Lazarus from the dead, he had gone and he had had dinner with Mary and Martha and You know, uh, Martha was all a bunch of worry and he said, you know, you should be more like Mary. Um, So, so yeah, there's, there's, there's a few Marys in the Bible, but I'm familiar with Mary and Magdalene. So this is my issue here with the Bible. Well, today is, well, there's a, there's a Mary Magdalene uh, feast, right? July 22nd. It is her day. Holla. Yeah. 
As of 2016, the Pope has given Mary Magdalene a day, and it is today, the day we are recording about Mary's. Yeah. Uh, this is where my frustration comes in. Okay. Right? We're talking about the Bible. Yeah. There's all these different Marys. And the question is, we're using this as our basis to try to help determine how we can live a better life. But there are different Marys. Mary Magdalene, you know, is mentioned in all four Gospels. But there's so much confusion as to what was her role. And so that's where some of my issues come in. How am I going to base my life off a book that really is confusing as to the role of Mary Magdalene? And so I want to know is where does Mary Magdalene, what is her role in the Bible, big picture wise? Why is there so much discussion about it? And uh, like, is she a saint? Should she be a saint? Yeah, you know, I think that's a very good point because especially in these times when there's so much certainty uh, around the science of uh, what we're dealing with in this pandemic, I can see how you would be confused about some uh, some confusion in the Bible around this one person um, because there's... I feel like everyone can taste your sarcasm yeah. through it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, listen. It, if, it, if your children were like, hey, Dad, tell me, who is Mary Magdalene? How would that, how would that answer go? Well, uh, it would probably go something like this. I would say, hey, there's, there's some really amazing stories in the Bible. And because we weren't there back then, we can read the Bible um, in a way that we try to understand it the best we can. But there's also some notes and some people who are very scholarly who have studied it, just like... Like doctors? Just like many diseases that have evolved over time and have changed and had different, you know... Um, the, the beginning solution wasn't always the same as the end solution. Yeah. And so when you read about Mary Magdalene, you say, um, I certainly believe um, that she was probably the woman who, in my opinion, they were talking about uh, when they were talking about Jesus having dinner at Simon's house and, uh, and Mary uh, lavishing perfume on him. Um, and I think she was someone who... If you look at it from that perspective, someone who had who recognized her her own uh, shortcomings and found herself to be around uh, the presence of God, she truly felt like she was in the presence of God when she was with Jesus, and uh, she found her need to be something that really moved her to make decisions based. She cared nothing about anything else once she encountered him. She left her old life behind and spent, as you alluded to, a lot of her wealth uh, to the cause of following Jesus and furthering his mission. She was, I, I feel bad because I called her a groupie earlier. She was a sugar mama. <laughs> I guess that's one way you say it, right? Well, you know what? I'm pro Mary Magdalene. She kind of sounds fun. She was a ride or die chick. Yeah. Like Mary Magdalene was like there to win it. Yeah. Right. Like for the people out there listening to Doc and the Deacon that have supported us through everything, like we appreciate that. I haven't even asked any of you for money. Yeah. No, I mean, we have. Yeah. And, and I tell you, you know, they say she was there at his crucifixion. She was there at his resurrection. So, um, so we got to trust her, right? Because she is the person who first have seen, you know, the tomb at the resurrection and she was there at the burial supposedly. So she knew 
supposedly where to go to check to see where his body was? Well, she is one of the accounts that they talk about, and they talk about the idea that if you were going to make this up, you certainly wouldn't use a bunch of women um, as from back in that time, the way the culture was back then, as a way to fabricate a story. Because um, it, it just... It was just unheard of at that time. Well, I, you know, I'll tell you why I love Mary Magdalene. She obviously was an independent woman and a strong woman at a time where even before, sometimes people were doing that. I mean, it yeah. sounds like she wasn't hanging with she her was, family. She, she was didn't like have a, a husband. Uh, she was a proud Mary. Yeah. Big wheels keep on turning. Proud Mary keep on burning. Rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rolling over in the grave as uh, Jesus rises from it. <laughs> um, but you know what? She's still not my favorite Mary. Okay. From the Bible or in general? Oh, no. She's definitely my favorite Mary from the Bible. She's okay. definitely by far the most interesting to me. Right? Like, uh, I'm still trying to figure out who this, uh, who this woman exactly was. No, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. But my favorite Mary is uh, Bloody Mary. Oh, that's a good Mary. I now, I only, when I think of Bloody Mary, I only think of the drink. Yeah. Well, I think of bacon and shrimp and jalapenos and Old Bay and Worcestershire. So, what do you put in a Bloody Mary? Because I know I'm a simple drink maker, right? I'm, I am Bloody Mary mix, Worcestershire, hot sauce, mix it up, on ice, cool, ready to go. Yeah. It yeah. took you one time when you were here, like 18 minutes to make one Bloody Mary. I had drank two before you had finished making one. Well, I like to make the mix ahead of time, right? I use a little Clamato, a little tomato juice, a little lime juice, and then I start mixing in, you know, the Worcestershire. I like a little bit of pickle juice. Um, I like some salt. I like some hot sauce. And typically, uh, I go with Tabasco in the mix itself. Uh, black pepper horseradish, shake it all up, and then you're going to add, you know, the other stuff. I like it. I like it. You know, so the rumor is that 1921, a French guy in a bar in New York City invented the Bloody Mary. His name was Fernand Petiot in 1921. Oui, oui, monsieur. Oh, yeah. And he hung out in this uh, bar named Harry's, and they started, you know, mixing around with things with, uh, you know, tomato juice and vodka. And uh, this was like in a hip bar, like Ernest Hemingway hung out there. And then there's all sorts of arguments as to who actually did. But there's thought as of right now that uh, 1921, so the Bloody Mary, the okay. drink, is not even 100 years old. Oh. So we got to think about it. Uh, Mary Magdalene, Mary of Magdala, really old. Yeah. Uh, and then um, actually Mary Mellon is older than the Bloody Mary, the drink. Yeah. But Bloody Mary... Is actually rumored to be uh, Queen Mary of Tudors. And how old is she? I actually don't know. She. Because uh, what's the thing? You she say is Bloody religious, Mary, though. You say Bloody Mary three times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the rumor is that uh, she became queen. Yeah. And then the Catholic Church took over. And then what she started doing was um, killing Protestants. Hmm. And so Queen Mary of Tudor, um, since we talk about religion here, killed over 300 Protestants. So two people that believe in Christianity, maybe we're just arguing over who Mary Magdalene was. <laughs> and so the thought is now that if you light candles at midnight 
and you walk upstairs backwards and you're holding the candle and you stare at the mirror and you say, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Either three to 13 times. I love how it's either three or 13 three times. Or 13 times. Or 13. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden in the mirror, you will either see your husband or the Grim Reaper. Really? Yeah. And what happens if you see the Grim Reaper? That's not good. Oh. That's not good. A lot of the thoughts are that if it's dark in the lights, if you're looking at a mirror, you can almost like somewhat hallucinate or your vision will shift. And that's why people have had these kind of experiences. Right. That weren't quite the same as you would expect. Yeah. And so... Uh, I would never try something like that alone. <laughs> like, I, I don't know about you. Like, I get freaked out by stuff like that. I actually, Have you ever tried one of these things, one of these urban myths? Uh, no. Like a Ouija board? Or but I will tonight at midnight because it's supposed to happen at midnight. No, you're not. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pray for you, but I'm not going to be here. <laughs> you won't? You won't hold my hand? No. No? Uh, I, I don't know. I, maybe I would hold your hand. I would never do it tonight. Could you imagine? My wife would be like, what are you doing? Why do you have a candle? <laughs> you know I got to get up in the morning, right? Like it would, there, would be, there would be no having it. You yeah. Know? yeah. We'd yeah, have yeah. to rent a house or something. To but do. to the rest of you, at midnight, get that candle. Walk upstairs backwards. Walk, don't walk upstairs backwards. These Just walk upstairs. Go backwards into These it. statements are not a representation of the people that are in this show. All, all risk is, is assumed by you. Uh, yes, yes. So, you know, I, I think what we're learning here is um, it's dangerous to be Mary Magdalene's uh, friend because you may end up uh, being crucified. It's really dangerous. What do you mean it's dangerous being Mary Magdalene's friend? Oh, because Jesus got crucified? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like his, her bestie. She straight followed him around. It's dangerous. How did she die? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. No, I don't either. I thought maybe you might know. It's dangerous being Mary Magdalene's friend because yeah. she may invite you over for dinner. And, and don't ask the Queen Mary of Tudors anything. I would be dead. Well, let's be honest. I was raised Catholic, and I'm not telling her about my uh, different views at this point. I'm going to straight lie to her at this point. Yeah. Give me the sacraments. But you know who it's good to be friends with? Fernand Petiot. Yeah. Because that man. He made the bloody man. Yeah. Next time you're going to say something bad about French people, sip on a Bloody Mary and realize how delicious it is. But this leads to uh, time for a game. Time for games. Games. Yep. So... One of my favorite movies from back in the day when I was just getting into college was There's Something About Mary. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Right? Everyone falls in love with Mary. Everyone who comes into contact. You know, how do you get the, uh, the Franks over the, the beans over the Franks? Oh, my gosh. It is a fantastic movie. It has so many classic parts. But what it really was was a time where Cameron Diaz was amazing. So I'm going to give you three movies. Okay. And I'm going to have you... Uh, Mary F. Kill, three Cameron Diaz movies. Number one, There's Something About Mary. Number two, The Mask. And number three, Charlie's Angels. Um, okay. Boy, that's a tough one. I guess Kill Charlie's Angels. Yep. Right. Because there's an original. Yeah. And they'll never be better than the original. No. Um, boy, here's the tough part. Because I love The Mask. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was a huge fan of, uh, of all those Jim Carrey, Pet Detective, Mask, that whole deal. I thought he was great. Um, liar, liar. Um, 
But I think I'll, uh, I'll marry, there's something about Mary, because I would watch that over and over and over again. And The Mask, I feel like you're going to watch every now and then. So, so we'll marry, there's something about Mary. I completely there's agree. There's just something about Mary. I cannot agree with you more, right? So next. Okay. Mary F. K. Again. Yeah. Multiple. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, I think what we've learned is that there are a lot of Marys, and Queen Mary of Tudor, Mm -hmm. uh, Mary Magdala, or Mary Magdalene, and uh, Mary Mellon, or Typhoid Mary. What's that? Oh, I think my wife is calling me. I gotta go. What are you, this is the worst game ever. Mary, I don't want it to be with any of them. Um, Gosh, I guess... I mean, there's rumors Jesus wanted to be with Mary Magdalene, so how do you not marry her? I would kill Mary Mallon, because she's going to kill you eventually. I would lie to Queen Mary of Tudors and uh, tell her I was Catholic, and I guess I'd marry Mary Magdalene, because she had a lot of money. And she would probably convince you to become Catholic. Mary Magdalene? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the whole idea of Catholicism started from the whole uh, Jesus being resurrected thing, right? Well, that was where the church was based out of. And it's, you know, where Catholicism and Prod, you know, the Pradis split up is, is another segment for another day. Well, you know what? There are a lot of Marys in the world, and uh, I'm proud of them all. My wife is Megan Mary. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of Marys. Oh, proud Mary, keep on burning. Because the big wheel was turning and then you're rolling. That's where you're supposed to go. Oh. Rolling, rolling, oh. rolling on a river. Hey. I, I was going to go to Mary Had a Little ba, Lamb. Ba, ba. I didn't know we were going ba, to CCI. I was, go, I was going right to the. Uh, I was going right to children's uh, rhymes here. Oh, you're in that stage though. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But you know what? Uh, two things you can count on: typhoid, Mary. We'll give you typhoid. Yeah. Um, you should not. Say Bloody Mary three times or at midnight 13. tonight. Yeah. And that um, Mary Magdalene sounds like she was a pretty uh, ride or die uh, type lady. That's and right. the doc is in. And the deacon speaks. Thanks so much. Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook, on Twitter. At Doc Deacon, Doc and the Deacon uh, yeah. on Facebook. Instagram, Doc and the Deacon. And, you know, thanks to the music from Franchise, to producer Tucker Butler, and to our wonderful wives, thank you for not killing us. Yeah, and to all women named Mary, we love you. Holla! Excellent brain trust to market and brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gon' be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.